Hey, it's Bethany. I hope you're still sticking to your health-based New Year's resolution, but if not, I have a way to help you out. Hero Bread listened to the needs of people like you and me. Their new bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, it's high in fiber, and now it's made with olive oil for more healthy fats. And it's the fluffy, delicious bread that tastes great with anything or just by itself. Get 10% off your first order with code JUSTBE at Hero.co. That's just be at hero.co. Are you getting ready for your spring break? If you're hitting the beach, retreating lakeside, or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Maisie's. From bathing suits and sandals to beach towels and even sunscreen, find everything you're throwing into your bag. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Wow. Head on over to Macy's.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Chris Harrison is a television and game show host best known for his role as the host of the ABC reality TV dating show The Bachelor. He also hosted its many spinoffs, The Bachelorette, Bachelor Pad, and more. In 2021, Chris announced that he will be temporarily stepping aside from the franchise. Since then, Chris got engaged to his fiance, Lauren Zima, and now hosts his own iHeartRadio podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever. This is Just Be with Chris Harrison. Let's get into it. Hi, hi Bethany. How are you? Good. Have I don't know that we've have we ever met in person? We never have, which is bizarre. I know. Um, I don't know when I read your bio, it says you're best known for your role on The Bachelor and Bachelorette and the spinoffs, but I don't know how you got started. I don't know what your trajectory was to get to that. I was a sportscaster. Um, oh. I played soccer in college and then from college got into sportscasting slash news and all that stuff in Oklahoma City, just the local CBS affiliate, and then went on to start a horse racing network in LA and then did game shows and home and garden show and then Bachelor. Oh, okay. So you, you're very passionate about sports or that was just the like hook you had to get in? No, I, w- I, was, I was passionate about, about playing it. It was funny. I always loved playing it more than I did covering it, but it was kind of this natural transition when I was in college and just fell in love with TV. And you've never thought about getting back into the sports world in the professional space, like I did. I thought about it, but the but the uh, honestly, the hours suck. It's like, like, like today I'm leaving and flying out to go see the U.S. Open golf tournament, and instead I would have been working it. So I went to the right. Super Bowl and I went to all those things, but I was alone sitting there on press row, going, "Oh, remind yourself to have fun because you're sitting here alone when everybody's home having parties." Right, right. But you and I have very similar trajectories. Interesting. Yeah. So how long have you been engaged? Uh, gosh, good question. And who uh, cares, right? Who cares? Like, about not about that a year, it's not meaningful. About a year. Okay. Or so. Did you find that in the beginning people are asking you and now no one really cares what you do? Like they're asking uh, you when you're getting married and are you planning wedding? Yeah, and now, it's, now like, it's, yeah, now it goes to when, wait, when you're getting married, what, you know, you're planning, where is it going to be and all that good stuff. 
Oh, they're still there with us. They don't, me, they don't even care. Like, oh, really? Yeah. And what's your answer? We're getting married soon. We actually have a wedding planned. Oh, <laughs> well, oh, so no, we're not in the same boat because oh, we're in the same boat that we're both engaged. But yes. like, I have the question all the time and I don't really have a great reason why we're not planning a wedding. I think the best reason is just that I don't want to. Like, I don't want, I, I, we're, we are, it feels cheesy. We feels like we're married. Yeah. We are life partners, which I think people think is a weird thing to say. Just like using that sort of formal terminology. It's like very like modern terminology. Uh, but, I hate that when the question gets asked, I, it's like a good like sort of talk show question. And I'm just like, I don't know. That's what, well, that's funny. So that's, a, that's why I got engaged because I, I was like, I, I can't call you my girlfriend. Yes. Um, and you're more than that because you live, we live together. We have this mm -hmm. life together. Um, and so I, and I'm not cool enough or whatever to say life partner. I don't even know what that means. So right. I'm like, okay, well, let's get in. This is the next step. Let's get engaged. Right. No. And fiance is weird too. Isn't it, it now is. for you? It, it is. Yeah. Now that's silly. That's yeah, it. It's, that's... Also, it's more, it's almost more stupid because it's like younger. It sounds like you're 23. <laughs> it does. It does make me feel that you way. You would know. Oh my God. 100%. You would know more than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, and, and I, and I was married previously. And so, you know, I was young, I was in my twenties and so it felt natural. And so when I say, oh, she's my fiance, it makes me feel like I'm in college again, or exactly. I just got engaged. Yeah. And so yeah. it is this weird kind of purgatory where we're not here. We're not there yet. So I'm like, okay, now it's time to take. And that's how I always felt about all my relationships is when it doesn't feel right anymore. And you feel like, okay, I'm lying to everybody. It's time. Let's go public. Okay. I'm, I'm tired of calling you my girlfriend. Let's get engaged. I don't want to call you my, so that when, when you get that feeling, it's time to move on. Yeah. And um, not to bring up a sensitive word, but will you have a bachelor party or no way? You know, it's funny. No, but yes. Like I don't want to have a bachelor party by any means. Again, right. talk about something I did when I was 23. Um, but I will probably grab some of my dearest friends and we'll go play golf or something. Just you want to really... make meaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like be with people I love and, and we'll call it a bachelor party. But yeah, we're not going out. You know, we're not going to a strip club. We're not doing any of this stupid stuff that I didn't even love when I was 23. Right. Yeah. That what about you? Um, it's funny because I don't know. I think you're younger than I am. Are you, how, do you mind if I ask? I'm 51. Oh, so you're a year younger. So we are very similar. Wow. Um, I that's what's like, weird. The more I talk about, like, I can't believe we haven't met. I know. And, and because we have very parallel lives on so many levels. It's really bizarre. I know. And you're the East coast I've, version. I'm the East coast <laughs> version. You took a really sort of like traditional work entertainment path like very you got much in, you know what i mean and i'm like yeah. rogue in that way so it's a parallel different circuitous path but funny to think about the fact that both I, I i wouldn't have thought of yours as risky and scary however thinking about you being partners with such a big network that you know owns D Disney owns ABC, right? Or ABC owns 100%. Disney. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Disney so, like, owns that's, ABC. I know from Eric Stone Street, I'm Modern Family. Like he won't, yeah. he's still sort of trained to not say certain things, to not be a certain way. He can't believe the things that I say when he can say them too. He's not on the show anymore. But right. people who live in that world have to adhere to such a code. Oh, for sure. So, you definitely got to stay between these little navigational beacons for sure. Yes. And, you know, find your little ways of like blinking twice to say something that might be almost inappropriate, but not quite like being on a morning talk show when you're, yeah. you know, and I'm on the Today Show, I'll like say things that are sort of winking to the audience, but you can't really say what I would normally say. And so I wouldn't have thought that your path would be scary. I think that my path is sometimes scary because I 
you know, borderline really getting in trouble for being opinionated. So I wonder, have you felt, do, do you feel free now in your career? Like you can really, you could kind of do or say anything you want now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you bring up a good point. Like there was safety in my job for so long because my job kept, kept me in that little space. And so it, it, as long as I stayed in that little space and I didn't speak out on politics or anything, which by the way, I never did anyway. I never brought it into the show because I felt like that's what people were getting away from when they wanted to come to me and my show. It's like, they're not, if you want that, go, go elsewhere. You come here to escape and get away from it all. So my brand was never being this outspoken proponent of anything. Um, whereas your brand kind of was, you were known as this brash, really outspoken speak, you know, and kind of shoot from the hip. And so, yeah, I, I could see how your life would be a little bit scarier from day to day, as opposed to my, my thing was kind of lined up for me. Your original question of, do you feel more free? A hundred percent doing this, uh, having my own brand, my own name, my own title. Um, I'm not, and, and also there's safety in having quote unquote been canceled. You know, it's kind of like being pregnant. It's kind of like being pregnant. It's like, can I get pregnant again? So there's safety. Yeah, there's safety in that. So, and I think people that love me and supported me, they're with me anyway. So, and the people that don't, don't, don't be with me. Um, Don't listen. Don't watch. But yeah, I feel a lot more free to speak my mind and be a little bit more honest. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. This is amazing. I love that Macy's is giving back, being aware, supporting women, empowering women, acknowledging women, and providing an incredible retail atmosphere and online atmosphere for women. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Usually when I hear healthy bread, my first thought is goodbye flavor, goodbye texture, goodbye happiness. But Hero Bread is changing all that with zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, five to 11 grams of protein, and a good source of fiber. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful bread you can feel great about eating. It's like magic. Enjoy the soft, fluffy experience that you love when relishing a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. It's heavenly bread you can indulge in whenever and have peace of mind serving your family for lunch, road trips, after school snacks, whenever. And that's not all. Hero Bread is listening to their biggest fans and has just launched their new recipe made with heart-healthy olive oil. So if your goals involve eating healthier without sacrificing flavor, check out Hero Bread's sliced bread and tortillas. Get 10% off Hero Bread's new recipe with code JUSTBE at checkout today at Hero.co. That's 10% off with code JUSTBE 
at H-E-R-O dot C-O. What about something being part of your DNA and not even realizing it? Like walking away, leaving the housewives for me. Yeah. Albeit by choice. I kept thinking about like, even it was like an ex ex that I was not in love with, but I was still thinking about them. Like, are they calling? Do I call them? What are they doing? Like, what are they up to? Like, I was still kind I thought that was the only world. I thought that everybody knew what the housewives were. And I know in the, stratosphere right. they do like in the ether but i thought that everybody was like talking about you know what an orange county housewife is doing and they weren't because it was just something i was connected to so i checked back in and then one day just like an ex it just dissolves and it's off of you and it's not part of you it's just somebody that you used to know it so is what cathartic. About that with it you? is very cathartic and, and you're right it is like it is very much is a relationship and a, and a breakup um, and mine was kind of the same way where it was, I mean, the best I could say is it was mutual. It definitely wasn't against me. Like I wasn't fired, but I didn't exactly quit. It was kind of this mutual thing, um, agreement, if you will. But when you've been a part of something for 20 years and you are so synonymous with it, like you were putting, mm-hmm. putting, you really put housewives on the map and became synonymous with it. And I was the same way. You think of bachelor, you think of Chris Harrison. And so I, I prided myself in that and I tried to never be known as that personally. Like I didn't want to identify as that, but you almost can't help it because that's what you do. When oh, I was doing- Oh, I know. Like, like in some world, you're you know winning Academy Awards for real films. Like you're Jim Carrey trying to get out of comedy being a real actor, meaning- Well, well that, that, no, was that, your- that never bothered me. Like I was, so no, I, I was never the guy that was like, oh, please don't just know me as this guy. Oh, the okay. Guy. No, I'm totally cool with that. Believe me, I'll, I'll hand out roses till the day I die. <laughs> I, I, like, I know where my bread was buttered and I totally okay. respected that. And to this day- it's funny because people, I'm still synonymous with the show. People either still assume I'm on the show or they just ask me about Likewise, it and whatever. I get it. And I'm and I'm so grateful for it. I I'm so it changed my life and I'm I'll never be mad about that. Um no, I just meant like personally, it didn't identify like I have a I have a different life and I live my own life as far as my relationships and my my friends. Um and and that goes. But when you leave a show it's still very much a part of you and there was a bit of a like you said that breakup is interesting Mm -hmm. because it is like i i was could have done it for another five or ten years was i still in love with her no it wasn't the same but But you didn't even know you're in a relationship yeah and now you're like still thinking about who are they sleeping with even well, though you're it going through the not, motions, yeah. right? You and it, it's I'm in saying, a relationship. But I'm saying with ABC and it's people they're casting in your position, you're looking at how they're doing well. Are they happy? It's just like a relate. Are they happy? Who are they sleeping with? Is it working? Like, you know what I mean? Did like, you curious. take any sort of solace or <laughs> happiness out of the fact that Housewives dips after Bethany Frankel leaves? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, big time. I'll tell you two things. One, because you may go back one day. I read like, you know, you've talked about it and you never know. And I could see it happening. You know, time heals all wounds. Um, Yeah, the ratings went from 3 million to 1.6, I think it was. That was a big, and then I came back and they went back up and I felt, wow. Um, And you do think about the fear-based culture and how um, people don't play the long game. There are a lot of business lessons to be learned. Um, It's not that easy to work with big networks as you've done because um, they're just always playing scared. They have to. Right. They're not, they're not smart business people making really smart business decisions. And you're an amazing businesswoman. 
considering everything that you've done subsequently from the housewives. And when people don't think like that, it's really hard to work with them when they're not making even common sense choices that you know will benefit everybody, that you know will lead to success. It's hard to work in that space. Well, also you're working, so by doing what you were doing, you're working in a corporate environment, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter sure. that you're a creative or entertainer, yeah. you're in a corporate environment. So so I just launched a YouTube series, but like a mm -hmm. real produced 20 minute, it's a, it's, a, it's a television show, it's just YouTube is the network. Yeah. And it, I never understood how I could participate there in that way because I could carry a show and it's so liberating to do like a content to the people model like you're doing on your podcast. Now, you don't have to go ask the hall monitor for permission, five suits tell you it's a good idea, it's a bad idea. We're waiting for legal to let us know if you're in or you're out or whatever right. next season pick up. It's kind of at a certain level after working for so many years, you kind of feel powerless. Like you, it's not your choice. And, and I feel that there's something nice about this modern time in a career for someone like you or myself that is like freedom. Like you could go say whatever you want right today and, and make it entertainment and people will listen. The paradigm has shifted completely. It's really done a 180. I, I you know, when you and I got in this business, again, we're about the same age and kind of interested it around the same time. There was this dynamic of does Bethany Frankel represent our brand? It, you know, is she... Is it okay that we have her? Well, now that paradigm's completely done a 180. Do the people you work for represent you? Oh, yeah. Howard Stern is a rare occurrence of pushing through yeah. the man. You know, he's a rare, rare occurrence back He was then really the pushing. first of the breed. He was way ahead of his time. Yeah, I mean, he is a genius through. on so many levels. Um, not only one of the best interviewers of our time, but you're right. He was kind of the first to show us we should have looked at that model 20 years ago. Yeah, push through. I'm going to say what I want. Yeah, it's because, well, because they're saying I relate to that because, you know, not everyone likes me and 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 that's okay. They want to, even if they don't like me, the sort of research says they want to hear what I have to say. They, they love to hate me. So it's not, if they hate to hate me, we're in trouble. They well, like to like, they love to love me or they love to hate me, but they don't hate to hate me. You know what kills? Apathy. I always say when it was the bachelor or bachelorette, people would say, why was this person good at this? And I said, look, I don't care if you hate this person. I don't care if you love this person. As long as you have a real strong feeling one way or the other, what will kill me and kill the show is if you say, I don't care. Or blah, fast yeah. forward. Like yeah. Bethany, eh, I don't really have an opinion. I don't care. Right. But yeah, you're right. Love you or hate you. I want to hear what you're saying. That matters. And, and someone who moves the needle is what matters. And Interesting. So the way that this podcast today happened was you were on the phone with Amy, the producer. Yes. for you. She you produces yours too or no? Yes, she does. Yes, I'm okay. with iHeart as well. So she was like... I'm on the other phone with Chris Harrison. And I said, Chris, Har well, I, I didn't say, I don't think I said you hated me because I don't think that you do. I don't think you care. I mean, respectfully, but I said, right. no, he like, tell him you're on the other phone with me because he said like a, na he said a nasty thing about me in an article. And correct me if I'm wrong. I was single because you're doing what you, you do. Someone said, would you ever date Bethany? And you're like, I don't like her. I don't like the way she treated her father or spoke about her father. And now I heard you just say, I didn't even know that you did a horse racing show. So for everyone listening, my father is a hall of fame, was a hall of fame, uh, horse trainer, one of the greatest horse trainers of all time. And I, was thinking, A, I didn't know that you even knew him and you must have known him like through the business, but you weren't his best friend. I mean, you weren't like Joe Torrey, who's his best friend, I think. Right, right, and, no. And, and so I read that and was like, what the fuck? 
so yeah, so I got asked this is back when I was single, and I don't remember the article or whatever, but something you had said something about your dad or something like that. So this is this the weirdest story. Um that I think I, I had said, I don't, I think I had said something. I It might've been on the show because I talked about it or it might've been even earlier on the Today Show when I said, I don't, because it was Father's Day coming yes. up and I said, I don't really have a father because I really didn't. That was and, it. Yeah, okay. that was it. So that, and so I knew your dad. It's funny. So I knew your dad. I didn't know much about you. And, and honestly, when you came to be, I had known your dad much better than I, I didn't. It took me a while before I even realized you two were connected. Well, doesn't so no, that say a lot to you? Yeah, it does. No. And that's why I was going to, I wanted to oh. talk to you about it because I wasn't best friends with your dad, but one of his very best friends was, was a, was another trainer slash horse person. This guy, Frank Lyons, this Irish yeah, I know guy. Frank. Okay. So Frankie was a very dear friend of mine. We worked together and mm -hmm. did a show together. So yes, any, I know that show. Yes. That was his yeah, show. So I figured, okay. So anytime we went to New York, to Belmont, to cover the belt, anything, Saratoga, we went and had dinner with your dad. Mm -hmm. And went and hung out. And so I hung out with your dad many times, got to know him pretty well um, to the point where, you know, we, we would see each other and give each other a hug and say hello. But you're right. What made me think later was, how did I not know anything about Bethany? And I knew her dad fairly well. Um, and I'm probably the only person in this world that knew your dad and went and worked with him on that world. It, yeah. it was, you know, I was, it was very horse centric. So obviously I was there at the races. We were talking right. about the races and all that, but we would go out and, you know, have a great steak in New York as yeah. your, your dad loved to do. Um, yeah. but it, it was funny, but I never really knew. And I've read subsequently that you, you know, you had a very strained relationship. So no, I, I really don't know what it that doesn't matter. Was I like. just I was just had to bring it up because that's how yeah. it started, and I don't hold it against you. We did not have, I didn't, I didn't, I had no, I didn't see him from the time I was five to fourteen, and he literally said, "I'm washing my hands with the whole situation about me." And then, like, really, he just never was interested in being my father. And I think yeah. it's because how could I know what he thought? What I think? I, you're now being a parent. I I can't even imagine it. He was a very, he was a very horse centric person. Very. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm. He was selfish. I mean, he just really only thought about what was going on with him and with the horses. And so it makes sense. People around him who he met, you know, he liked young girls and he was fun. He'd go out and tell the jokes and he like he knows the best steak and all this stuff. And we're talking about horses, but he couldn't really relate to other people that did not have weren't in the horse community. And I was not, you know. So anyway, and my stepfather was a horse trainer, too. I don't know if you know. No. John Paracella. John oh Paracella. Gosh. What a, You've heard oh, that's of John crazy. Parcella, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So that was my stepfather. So yeah, I grew up at the racetrack. My aunt, uh, everyone. So I never ever go and I don't have a connection to it. But yeah. anyway, I don't know why we talked about that for half No, but it is, it is interesting because I, knowing, and this is a weird relationship to have with you since we had never met, is I spent those nights with your dad and days as well. But I never really thought until later about the family dynamic because we were in those nights where we're out in Manhattan or we're, we're doing whatever. And it wasn't really the time to have kids around or to have. I know. Wiser. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I never I thought much of it because in those nights, ah, we're just drinking wine, having a steak or whatever. So I didn't think, Hey, where's your daughter? Or, yes. You know, and, and it wasn't oh, weird that he wasn't. I understand what you're saying. You know you're what I mean? Saying... It wasn't, it wasn't weird that he wasn't talking about yes. you in those moments. And it would have been weird if I had said, well, tell me about your family. You know, right. we're just, we're just shooting the shit and having a great I time. Understand. I understand. I get the whole thing. Um, and it wasn't um, until later when I, when you came to prominence and I put this connection together, I'm like, wait, oh my God, that's Bobby Frankel's daughter. 
Um, what a weird way to get to know Bethany Frankel because everyone knew you so differently than how I was getting to know you. Uh, oh, I, totally. It was different, different lens altogether. And I had a whole life on the racetrack, obviously, as a kid going to Saratoga. I didn't go to camp. I was going to the betting windows. Five. <laughs> I was going to Vegas for three weeks in a row. The backside you know, of a horse track is a, is a very interesting place to grow up. I grew up there and I was a hot walker. No way. So the yeah. hot, uh, obviously the person who kind of walks the horses and, and gets them out and goes in the circle. And that is cools crazy. Them down. That, That's why yeah. people don't know the expression ridden hard and put away wet about a woman. Yes. It's because it's a fill. It's a horse that hasn't been cooled down after their work. <laughs> How weird that we have this connection. Uh, yeah, yeah. When was the last time you talked horse racing with anybody? Never. Like I, it never. Bobby Flay a little, but really, it's very little. Dave Portnoy very minimally. Yeah. Also, I think of someone like Dave Portnoy as like not an imposter, but like a late. Like I was eating pizza at the Spumoni Garden before he was born. Like he's yeah. talking about horse racing because he came and like I've been I grew up at the racetrack, literally hanging out with the jockeys and the jockeys agents and walking horses. And so it's one I feel like I, you know, I'm part of that club. And if I ever go back, it's like, you know, is, well, tell me this. And I'm is a weird question to ask somebody now that your dad is gone. I have fond memories of him. Is that a bad thing? no. I have fond memories of like his charm and his like his sparkle and his yeah. charm and and frankly, and we think about genetics in being the best at like people don't I don't say it so I don't know why I'm saying people don't believe me but when I say this next sentence out loud people would be like what I didn't know that like he was probably top ten in the in history at that no sport. he is a legend an absolute Hall of Fame legend in this right. sport yeah but people, yeah. no one knows that because I never talk and every time there's an article and they say to me tell us something we don't know about you I never say that I don't know why I never think about like that my father's a Hall of Fame legend. he's in the Hall of Fame no he's like um, a Bill Belichick uh, of right. coaches slash trainers I mean that's what right. these people do so he's won the biggest I, races he's he was worth you know he won millions and millions and millions of dollars he did, but how weird is this? So, okay, so first of all, there's something connected with me and him just genetically and like winning. Like I was raised, like there, it does, nobody cares who came second in Derby by a nose. It right. doesn't matter. Like right. who, you're never going to hear that name. So who gives a shit? So I'm like a winner. Like I'm going to win or I'm not doing it. Like it's finishing second say, at the Olympics. Period. Like we yeah. could sleep or we could do it, but I don't want to do the middle. So I like like winning or not participating. Those are my two options. So I see that from there and then i had a lot of money noise growing up because i like never knew where uh, with my stepfather we would have six cars in the driveway and then we would only have a card table and he'd be borrowing money for me to pay off a bookie like it was very high low very degenerate racetrack lifestyle i grew up with so i never felt safe with money and he didn't really help me that much he wanted he just didn't really help me he kind of wanted to keep me down and like i'd go to the derby and he would be bragging to a bunch of people about all these tickets he has and he should sell them and i'd be begging friends or people to get in like to he never wanted ticket. me to yes he wouldn't he didn't help me in that way he just had this thing with me it was weird so i ended up making more money than him and i know that sounds ridiculous and i never think about it but i'm thinking about it now and i know because i know when he died he left me well is it safe to say you got the because i do see attributes and again, this is weird because I knew your dad. I see these attributes in you of you are a badass. Like you, you know, I dare somebody to tell Bethany Frankel, you can't do this or no. Um, and so, yeah, this, this drive. But do you think you maybe took that as hopefully the next generation does and you you bettered it? You're a better person in the way you apply these things. 
Absolutely. And also that now that I'm, I'd never think about this, but he was entirely unfiltered. Think about it. He would yeah. say anything to anyone and he didn't care. He didn't <laughs> That's have to why do- he was such a good interview. <laughs> right. Do you want to go to dinner? No. Like, that's how I am. Like, we yeah. don't need to get into like lube and like foreplay and right. like after cigarettes. Like, no, like he would just say, I don't want to go. That's me. If I don't want to do something, I'll just say I don't want to do it. I don't go like, oh, I have a thing with the. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I want to do that. Why? Your dad was a that. tough interview like that, too. If you asked a stupid question, he'd be like, <laughs> that was a dumbass. question." yeah, he wouldn't say dumbass, but he would say that right. he's like, he would let you and know. And you're like, damn, that was a, he's New York. It's like it's that New York. Yes. Like, rub, and then for some. Sure. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, he was very <laughs> successful. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. This is amazing. I love that Macy's is giving back, being aware, supporting women, empowering women, acknowledging women, and providing an incredible retail atmosphere and online atmosphere for women. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Usually when I hear healthy bread, my first thought is goodbye flavor, goodbye texture, goodbye happiness. But Hero Bread is changing all that with zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and a good source of fiber. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful bread you can feel great about eating. It's like magic. Enjoy the soft, fluffy experience that you love when relishing a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. It's heavenly bread you can indulge in whenever and have peace of mind serving your family for lunch, road trips, after-school snacks, whenever. And that's not all. Hero Bread is listening to their biggest fans and has just launched their new recipe made with heart-healthy olive oil. So if your goals involve eating healthier without sacrificing flavor, check out Hero Bread's sliced bread and tortillas. Get 10% off Hero Bread's new recipe with code JUSTBE at checkout today at Hero.co. That's 10% off with code JUSTBE at H-E-R-O dot C-O. That interview that happened that was on the Today Show, I, it, it, it's a lesson, by the way, you have gone through this. This is a good full circle thing we can do. I was doing a Father's Day episode and I did, I was, it was kind of relevant because it didn't really apply to me. I wasn't about to celebrate Father's Day. Like, let's not bullshit. He never even, would never call me and he'd barely call me on my birthday. Yeah. I, he didn't call. So I added that piece of information on the Today Show during the Father's Day segment, but not everything needs to be said, as I'm sure you've learned. Like, yeah. it's true. It's a fact. He wasn't a great father, and I didn't really have a father, but it did not need to be said. So when I say that to you, I'm curious, 
because we're living in the world of like be honest and be upfront and use right. your voice and say something. But at what cost? You can't make a mistake. Then you said something in the moment, right? In within a corporate infrastructure, and it might have been different if you said it now on your podcast because. Not everything needs to be said and things should be said differently in different places, by the way. One of my least favorite sentences in the world is your 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 silence is deafening. That drives me nuts, okay. uh, you know, because people kind of want to set you up to mm -hmm. to fail. Right. It's like, say something, say something, say something. You didn't say it right. It's just like you're never going to. And you know this, you're never going to please everybody. And if you go around trying to please everybody, all you're going to do is fail everybody. Um, like there was a, there was a thing with you the other day. I don't know if it was the other day, but recently you spoke out against, you were critical of the housewives right. of, of the franchise or whatever. And, and your, your quote was, uh, something about like, yeah, look, I loved it. I was a part of it, but I can also be critical of it. I can be honest about it. Right. And, and oh, I no, loved that, that. Yeah. It's so funny because I'm not supposed to be, I'm not allowed to speak on it or have a podcast that breaks it down because I left and have said negative things about it. Uh, well, who said, what do you mean? I, you can't talk about your, you might've hated your college. You can't talk about it. Right. You well, know and, what you, I mean? and you, and, and two things can, and this is the toughest thing about speaking out is two things. And actually many things can be true at the same time. I can love my time on The Bachelor. I can love that franchise. I, I can understand how it changed television. Same thing with Housewives. I can also be very critical of it and understand there it was problematic in many ways. And there were things that I would love to have changed that I couldn't or whatever. And same thing with you and Housewives. So all those things can be true at the same time. Exactly. So how do you, how can I just make one blanket statement and encapsulate all that? You can't. No. And how can you make one mistake and it's like, why was it such a big deal? Like, why can't someone make a mistake? People have made way worse mistakes. And B, was it the environment you were in? If you made the mistake on your podcast, would it be as big of a deal? And what would you change? Like, how, give me, write the script differently. You say the same thing, but like, what happens? How do you handle it? Because this is helpful for people who get into trouble at work, say something stupid at a wedding, just fuck up in general. Like, we're allowed yeah. to fuck, we should be allowed to fuck up. Well, nobody, sh nobody should be defined by one moment okay. in their life, uh, in, in my opinion, um, and definitely not defined by one vulnerable, low, or disappointing moment. Um, you know, I, I was I, I was a firm believer when I went through what I went through that the foundation I've laid my entire life, the man I am, the the dad I am, the friend I am, the host I was, the employee, all that that foundation that I worked on for three decades almost would be the decider. The best thing I could have done if I had it to do over, which was control my own narrative. What I, the traditional going on Good Morning America couldn't have been a bigger mistake. Mm. I, would, I would urge anybody, if you have something real to say, do not go on Good Morning America, ever. <laughs> if you wanna do a fluff piece, if you wanna promote something, great. But if you honestly have something serious to say, don't let somebody like Good Morning America control your narrative, control the message. Mm. So that I would have changed where I would have gone on social media, gone on YouTube, gone on Instagram and just spoken to you just like this. It's also the two, the other two things, this two prong thing of controlling my own message. I would have spoken. The other thing is leadership. When you do work for somebody, you are kind of under their thumb, right? You need some leadership. If 
someone of leadership, someone in a position of strength will fill that void. When they're when when those two girls are are chirping, right? And they just keep chirping and chirping and churning things out. The only people that can stamp that and stop that message is someone in a power position, someone of leadership. Mm. If someone of leadership says, "Hey, Chris Harrison's been with us for 20 years. He's a good man. We know this. Do we oh. agree with do we agree with what he said?" No, look, we don't agree with it by any means or whatever, but that's his own words. But we know this man to be an amazing guy who will, who will stand up for anybody and, and jump in front of a bus. He is our guy. We're moving on, period. But that's why you have your own platform, because it's frightening right. to be. But if, but if people of leadership won't do that, they just leave you kind of hung out to dry. Right. And so if no one fills that void, it allows this vacuum and it allows everybody to just keep talking and talking and printing articles and. It, it the wildfire continues and all they had to do was just bump done we're moving on right but the message for people who don't you can't know you can't be a wizard and know what the powers that be are going to do to protect you so you have to find ways to protect yourself is what the advice that i would give you have that to find ways to protect correct. yourself because like you so i was on bravo and i was lost at sea for like 21 to 24 hours with with Thank God I didn't bring my baby with me in Nantucket to Block Island. It sounded like a crazy story. It sounded like mm -hmm. a made-for-reality TV story. The entire crew was not shooting anymore. They were seasick. It was crazy. And everyone was saying it was a made-up story. It was a fake story. And no one corrected it at Bravo. Like, I went on with Matt Lauer in the morning and, like, had to sort of try to defend myself like you on Good Morning America. But it really was, like, for naught. And who cares now? But it felt like a thing that I had to go defend when it really happened. And it would have been great if they were just like, this is preposterous. It absolutely happened. Yeah. They were like, we don't get in the position of defending people or commenting on stories. I'm like, you got to comment. It happened. Well, that's the thing. And you're right. They're like, oh, we don't comment. Because right. you go back to something you said earlier in the show. They play scared. They live scared. They are, you know, the executives and, and many companies and networks are just the same. They try to get through the day without making a decision. And if they do have to make a decision, don't be culpable for that decision. And so they, with me, they were trying to just uh, see which way the wind blows. Yeah. And, and when you're that's in it, when you're the human being that's in it, that's great because Disney's not going anywhere. ABC's not going anywhere, but I will. Uh, you're replaceable. Yeah. And so yeah. if you try to be loyal to these people and you try to play the game because I'm an unbelievably loyal person to a fault. And I, and I tried to just please everybody and apologize and keep doing what they were asking. Well, if they're not going to do their part and step up, that leaves you in the lurch and that leaves you in a very dangerous position. So to your point, you're exactly right. My advice would be do what's best for you. And that's not always what the business that you work for is going to tell you. And it's not always what your boss is going to tell you because they're going to do what's right for them. But and I would say if you're a person who's trying to do the right thing and loyal and pleasing and been in this business for this many years, it probably was something ultimately positive to have happened to you because you're in a 100%. new life now. You're you're engaged. It's a second chapter. You have your kids. It's different at our age. You wonder what the purpose of everything is. What is my purpose? What am I doing? Like it just comes up at this age. It's weird. Like what does this all mean? I, you experience, you know, like this is the age for that. It's like a weird was, midlife crisis adjacent. So you needed something to fucking shake up the snow globe, I think. Yeah, oh my God, I use that same analogy all the time. And it, it, it needed, 
I, there needed to be some sort of catastrophic event to rip that bandaid off or else I was just going to, you know, it, I was on the Titanic and I was just going to like, I was the guy playing the violin on the Titanic and I was just going to go down and the water's coming up above me. Right. And I'm like, how lovely is this? Yes. Nothing's happened. <laughs> Something has to happen. To you. Something, Something has, has to, to happen, happen to rip so- that apart. And it yes. did. And it, yeah. and it was a, it's terrible to say this because I went through it and it was horrific, but it was a beautiful event in my life that I will actually be grateful for when it's all said and done. It's probably the reason why I'm, I'm getting married. It's probably the reason why my relationship with my kids is 10 times better than it ever was. My relationship with my friends, Mm -hmm. I am at peace. I'm at ease. I'm, I'm, I'm a better person. And that's not to take a dig at all on the show that I worked for for 20 years. Again, I will be the first to say I am grateful. It changed my life. Oh yeah. But at the same time, that specific moment, that total shift in my life was beautiful. And I will always be grateful for that too. No, that was the iceberg to use your analogy. That was the iceberg and you had to either sink or swim. And I think, yeah, something has to happen for something to happen a lot in our lives at our at our like at, at the stage of our lives that we're in you get to yeah. the stage and you're like what something's got to go down like what, what are we well gonna i do? always like try we- to i always try to challenge myself and i think you're the same way because i've seen so many of your businesses and how successful you are and i always would like why why did you write a book it's like well i wrote a book because i'd never written one right and i and i right. wanted to be scared and why did you do a podcast i don't know i'd never tried it before and so i right. i tried that's what sports always was for me and maybe horse racing tiny bit was for you is being scared that I love the fear of failure. I love the ability to fail. Um, even when I was going through what I went through, I know ne- I never worried about myself. I knew I was going to be fine because I'm always going to be fine. I will make right. something happen in my life. I don't care if I'm waiting tables or I'm a bartender, or I'm a real estate agent. I'm going to go do something. And I'm like you, I will be the best at it or I will try to be the best at it. So I was never scared about me. Um, it's just that, that drive and that ability to fail to me is exciting. Yeah, I agree. You're on the edge. If you love this episode with Chris Harrison, don't worry. There's more head over to his podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever to check out the rest of our conversation. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Bethany. I hope you're still sticking to your health-based new year's resolution, but if not, I have a way to help you out. Hero Bread listened to the needs of people like you and me. Their new bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, it's high in fiber, and now it's made with olive oil for more healthy fats. And it's the fluffy, delicious bread that tastes great with anything or just by itself. Get 10% off your first order with code JUSTBE at Hero.co. That's JUSTBE at Hero.co. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 